0: Welcome to the Gooners podcast, Gooners versus cancer Podathon 2021. We are in our 17 or as, because it's transfer season, Mark, we have to call it our uh, 17 uh, of 24. Um, looks like we're going to make it. I, I I am full of energy right now. The Red Bull doesn't, doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> this is not a paid promotion by the way, but, uh, but, but yeah, I, I think we're going to do it. And, and you know, we, we've, We've been buoyed by amazing guests in the last 16 hours. We have some killer guests in the next eight hours. And and we start off with our one and only member of, uh, from inside the walls of the Arsenal, uh, Arsenal supporter, liaison, lifetime Gooner, incredibly wonderful guy, Mark Brindle. Welcome to the Gooners podcast once again. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. That's,
1: that's some build up, I must say. You um, know, I normally it's, go it's a much more overboard.
0: I I, yeah. I I normally go much more overboard than this. So, yeah. um, it's it's I'm, a great pleasure to be here. You know, it's a
1: fantastic effort you're making, and 24 hours. I can't remember the last time I was up for 24 hours in a row. So,
0: I have been up for 24 hours uh, in a row, dozens and dozens of times in my life, <laughs> but never constantly talking and pushing buttons and like like it. You know, it's like uh, working, yes, but this is this is this is pretty taxing. But you know what? It's a it's it's a labor of love. It's not. It, yeah. it, you know, digging ditches is a lot harder than what we're doing. Yeah.
1: Here, so. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Uh, so you I, know, let, I always not... describe it. I always describe my role as a busman's holiday, which is, uh, I don't know if that's the same expression in America, but, um, it just means that, uh, you know, it, you only become a busman cause you love it. And, uh, working from Arsenal is a labor of love for me. So, and, so, and, yeah. uh, and, and,
0: and let's, let's, let's set a couple of ground rules on what we're doing here. And then, um, and, and then, and then I'll get right into that because that's a good segue. The fact that it's a labor of love uh, for you to work at Arsenal, and and kind of talking about what you may be able to talk about as far as how that nearly came to an end recently. So, um, what we're doing here in this podathon, if you're if you're if you're just tuning in now, I'm seeing a lot of people who have switched over from the uh, from from the last one. I know switching over to new feeds every eight hours, you know again, that's light work. It's not, I'm not asking too much, but it's sometimes that's enough to drive people away. But yes, Nick, it is, this is live. This is our 17. Uh, and, and we've had so many amazing people like, like, like Darren, like Mark, uh, like my son, Jake, who's 14 feet away from me through a wall. Um, and, uh, you know, just absolutely, uh, paying attention to this and and supporting me by staying up and, and, and being online. But, um, we're raising money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society through Gooners versus Cancer. We, uh, we have a number of different efforts that we're doing throughout the summer, ranging from raffles to in-person fundraising like in Orlando um, and, uh, and what was going to be Las Vegas, which didn't end up happening. But, uh, you know, we do a lot of different things. This particular thing was an idea that Owen came up with. I stupidly took the ball and ran with it, and here we are in hour seventeen going strong and it, it, I think it's been a smashing success so far, uh, thanks to the generosity of gooners, which uh, you know which as we know is uh, is really what gooners are all about. Right now we are at just under forty six hundred dollars of a five thousand dollar goal for this event only. Uh, cool. that doesn't include the Orlando, It doesn't include the early fundraising. Doesn't include the FIFA tournament that we're getting ready to wrap up uh, in the next couple of days, so our overall number is much higher than this. But uh, but we are eight hours away. We gotta hit the five thousand dollar goal. Um, we, we've we've hit a bit of a lull, mostly because I because most of you have already given to the cause, which I truly truly appreciate. Hopefully, as people wake up, there'll be some new people and we can get over that line there. Um, but uh, we appreciate everybody in the chat uh it's just been a really enriching experience and i'm very excited to to talk to you mark you, you joined us a couple of years ago i think on the podcast and and um i don't remember if it was the podcast where you didn't have a video connection or 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 i think the the, the wi-fi was bad but we had a lot of we didn't get to talk about it yeah and the whole world of arsenal and and supporters and fans has 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 changed but in case you don't know what an SLO does or is, can you tell us a little bit about your position and how you how you came into the position? Now, the story about how you actually obtained your position is an interesting one. I'm not afraid to have it on the podcast again because I'm sure a lot of people okay. that are here now weren't there uh, when you okay. called it. So.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, I first went to Highbury in uh, 1971 uh with my grandfather so i'm coming literally this november will be my 50th year of attending matches Were um, you a so at
0: the time i mean you can't be 50,
1: uh, you no that? uh no i was seven seven at the time so uh, yeah 58 now so uh, you're 10 years yeah. older
0: than me you look you look younger than my son <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, the yeah um and uh, so my love for the club grew from now uh, and uh, I started regularly going in in about 1978 uh, and then was a season ticket holder from about 1981, 82, somewhere around there. Um, and um, really what, what happened was, you know, obviously, as you grow up, you, you start off maybe in the North Bank, uh, making loads of noise and wanting to get involved in all that. Um, and then I moved to the clock end. Um, and um, <clears throat> I was just, oh, you know, I've never been a like big singer or you're anything t- like that. you turned
0: on us, North Bankers. I mean, what, what do you sing now at the end of the game when, when it goes back and forth between the North and the clock end?
1: Well, the clock, the clock end was the real, the real end, mate, but we we won't go into that. That's that's uh, a, a big debate. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, it just sort of grew from there, and I sort of felt that the um, the atmosphere was diminishing, and that wasn't just at Arsenal, it was in general, Uh, and uh, so two things I got involved in was the fans forum, um, when it first started, I was like on the original forum, and also um, formed the Essex Supporters Club, and and that's really how I got to work for Arsenal eventually, because um, a lady that you probably all know, uh, or have had some dealings with, Jill Smith, um, she was actually the first SLO, she sort of almost... Created the role, um, and the Premier League picked it up and uh decided that everyone needed an SLO but It's Arsenal, a
0: requirement that a team have an SLO right? Yeah,
1: yeah, so um, it, it's uh, and it's a UEFA requirement as well, uh, not just a Premier League. Um, so um, you know, so she she basically wrote the role, and you know, I dealt with Jill for years, um. Jill used to be on the away trains uh, and she used to have a big bin liner full of ham rolls and another bin liner full of cheese rolls and that was the catering. There was no other catering on the train, so you all used to queue up get what your ham you roll you and your eat? cheese roll well exactly do you and, and a bag of crisps and you were allowed two cans of beer that was the uh, that was the other thing in those days um and uh, for
0: a minute or, or for the whole ride?
1: For the whole ride, because they didn't want people to be drunk, uh, which obviously led to great creativity in uh, getting uh, various contrabands onto the train. Uh, (laughs) Again, maybe a story we shouldn't go into. Uh, And um, so, yes, I knew Jill from that for years, and I used to deal with her through the Supporters Club, um, and this is in all honesty and I think anyone who knows me will, will say this is true. I used to sort of have some banter with her that, you know, oh, I'd love your job, Jill. And, and I only used to say it because I thought she would never, never leave Arsenal. Um, and uh, then one day I got an email through the supporters club saying, Jill's retiring. And I was like, wow. You know, I literally thought they would carry her out, like, you know, in a box. Yeah. And... um yeah so so i got that be alive
0: but that was that would be how they
1: got yeah yeah that's exactly yeah uh and (laughs) um so i left it a couple of days and you know i wasn't too sure what to do about it and uh because i was i must admit i was i had my own business um quite a successful business you know uh, it was paying the bills and but i was bored i was absolutely bored senseless and uh and the wife said to me, well, why don't you apply for it? And I, I was along the lines of, well, they're going to want someone young, got degrees in marketing, and da, 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 da. Um, But then I thought, yeah, let's have a go. So, so I rang up Jewel's boss, a lady called Sue Campbell, um, who, again, I knew very well. And uh, when I rang, it all went silent on the line when I sort of spoke about what I was wanting to speak about. And um, I thought, oh, you know, I've really upset her. And Sue, Sue's not a lady that you want to upset, to be honest. And uh, and then she laughed. And she said, no, the reason I'm disappointed in is that you took two days to get in touch. Um, so uh, so that was a bit of a relief. And then um, so she said, but, you know, there's no favoritism. It's all going to be uh, a above board process. Uh, you will be interviewed. Um, but, yeah, I advise you to apply for it. So I did um didn't hear anything for about three months after initial phone call um which you know left a bad taste in the mouth i thought oh you know arsenal ah. but um then i had to ring sue about the new season starting uh and some ideas for fan engagement etc and so i spoke to her about that and at the end of the course i said so you know i'm not moaning but i never i never heard anything back about the role and i'm just a bit disappointed and she said she said Really sorry, Mark. I've literally come back into the office today. I've been off sick for three months, and so again, I've gone. Oh no! <laughs> and um, oh, so, so it went. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I thought I've oh, blown it anyway. And um, and she said, "So, but you will be hearing uh, within the next couple of weeks." So then we went through the interview process. Had about five interviews. Um, my attitude was that I wouldn't get it. So I don't think I was nervous at all, uh, uh, you know, bearing in mind uh, I hadn't had an interview in 25 years. Uh, you know, I've been running my own business. There was no need for an interview. Um, so all the, all this, the interview techniques of today, I, well, I still don't know them. But, you know, uh, just, you know, like we are now, had a good, good chat. That's it. That's yeah, good that's idea. it. That's it. And uh, um, so got down to the final three. And it was only then that I sort of thought, oh, you know, I've got a chance. And um, that was on the Thursday. There was three interviews, and I was the last one. Sue saw me out to the lifts. Was it like Britain's
0: got talent? Like, did they like move you across the stage and like? Have yeah, I, I
1: didn't see the other two, uh, and Sue's never told me who they were actually because she she reckons that I do know them. But um, yeah, so uh, I might because Sue's retired now, so maybe I'll get that information from her. Find out. Uh,
0: yeah, two um, on the
1: podcast, and we'll have a big the, reveal. We'll do that for. Her. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that, that she'd be a good guest. I think she'd be more than willing to come on. So um, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll I'll mention it to her um and um she's got some stories to tell you uh and um so yeah we're by the lifts um highbury house is renowned for only one of the two lifts working at any one time um it's just tradition really Uh, and um uh so it takes quite a long time for the lift to come so we're standing there and the doors to where the uh executive area is open uh, and out walk um Ken Fryer and Frank McClintock. Um, now, my son is called Frank. My wife thinks it's Frank Sinatra, but, I, you know, Frank McClintock for me. Um, and uh, so Sue introduces me to Mr Fryer and Frank McClintock. Uh, you know, right, Frank's telling me all about his golf swing uh, and do I play golf and, uh, you know, all this. And I'm thinking, this is just surreal. Uh, and, and then the doors open again and Liam Brady walks through. And I'm like two heroes. So I'm in the lift going out of Highbury house with Frank McClintock and Liam Brady and got to the bottom. Sue said goodbye. She said, we'll tell you on Monday. We'll let you know by money. Cause it's been a long process. We don't want to keep you waiting about anymore. And, um, as I got outside, I, th- I just thought, well, even if I didn't get the job, I, you know, I got to meet Frank McClintock and Liam Brady. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so I was like, you know, so, so I'm on the way home and, uh, I'm on a packed commuter train out to the suburbs, out to the wilds of Essex. And um, the, uh, my mobile phone rings and it's uh, an unknown number. So I just thought it was somebody trying to sell me something. So I binned it. Uh, and. Um,
0: you keep so, getting yeah. in your own way with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: This is it. Yeah. Well, this is me, you know, and then, um, then the phone rings again and it's Sue Campbell mobile. And I, uh, no word of a lie i sat there and thought to myself oh i've left something at the office I, you know i'm literally patting myself down thinking uh, and she's come on the phone and I, I said hi so you know and she said mark um are you somewhere quiet and i said no not really i'm on a packed commuter train and um she said well are you sitting down and i said well yeah i am sitting down and she said well and i'm still not like cluing in what she's going on about, I'm thinking, and um, she said, we've had a chat, we we don't want to wait till Monday, we just like to let you know you've got the job, and I'm like, on the train, and of course, I've gone all silent, like, welling up, and um, Sue's going, Mark, Mark, are you, are you, yeah, and I'm going, Sue, I just, I don't know what to say, I'm like, and um, all these people were looking at me on the train, like, you're a madman, you know, in England, no one talks to each other on trains or in the South of England anyway. Um, and they're all like, you know, well, what's the matter of up, him? And like- yeah, that's it. Is he on drugs or something, you know? Uh, and um, so she said, right, well, ring me back when you get time, you know, but uh you, you've got the role. And by the way, do you want to know what the salary is? Cause you've never asked. And I was like, well, yeah, quite, quite interested. So she told me, and I said, "Well, to be honest, Sue, uh, I probably would have done it, you know, for a lot, a lot less." But um, so again, it was, getting
0: in your own way.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and um, Mark Brendan master negotiator. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then um, then I thought, so I put the phone down. She said, "We'll speak on Monday. We'll organise everything." And you'll get the contract to be sent out to you, blah blah blah, and then I thought I've got to tell the wife, and I thought I can't tell her I can't ring her on the train because I will just burst into tears and um the uh so i t- I sent her a text, and it was half term from school at the time, and my youngest boy was about eleven, and he was at the skateboard park with his mates, and my wife had gone down to see him and uh so Fred, my boy, he's he's on his skateboard, and his mates turn around to him and said, "Fred, is your mum okay?" And Fred, Fred's like looked over, and Debbie, my wife, is jumping up and down and going mad, uh, and uh, so, and Fred just turned around to his mate and said, "Yeah, she's always like that." <laughs> uh, and that was it. And it, we we had quite a party that night. It must be said.
0: You know, so, it, 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 it's a great story, and and uh, and I love I love hearing it because it, it's. I mean, the, just uh, imagining yourself in your position. Now, the last time you told me that story, um, there are a few things I didn't know about you. And in the meantime, uh, there were, you know, we're in a very difficult financial environment with COVID and, and uh, it's been well publicized that Arsenal have, um, you know, have had what they call redundancies Um people who have unfortunately lost their job while there were no fans in the stadium and that sort of thing. And, and kind of, you know, to me out of nowhere, but clearly it wasn't out of nowhere. Uh, we began hearing <laughs> that certain <clears throat> positions uh, or certain individuals in those positions were, were under threat of became becoming redundant. And um, I hate that word redundant, uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I, and that's what it's called. I mean, it's even worse here. They call it getting laid off, but yeah. Um, the, the just the thing that struck me was when I heard your name associated with that in the midst of, of no physical supporters in the stadium, in the midst of Arsenal kind of sliding down the the worldwide popularity scale based on performance on the pitch and marketability, when supporters clubs and the network, the worldwide network of, of fans, is so important. Knowing through our discussions and and and, and familiarity for the charity. Knowing how important you are and have been to Arsenal America and to Tiffany uh, and and everyone on 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 the team at Arsenal America, it just boggled my mind that they were even considering letting you go. Um, and and so you know, a number of people independently and, and jointly reached out to the club. Uh, I, I ended up getting to know a very uh, a gentleman who's been nothing but but, but very nice to me, Amar. Uh, Hi Johnny, who you know I understand is, is uh, moved on himself, but yeah. uh, but the, um, the 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 outcry there, you know, and our our messages to each other, just it, I think the club finally listened, and uh, and and but what I did not know about you until I spoke to Tiffany about it after the fact was that you had left a job and a career that. I mean, the supporters liaison is not something you, you know, it's not podcasting. You don't do it on your free time when you, when you, uh, you know, and, and put very little thought or effort into it. Uh, I suppose you could if you sucked at it, but you don't. And, you know, so it was a financial sacrifice and, and a career path sacrifice. Uh, and, and that's what I, I didn't even realize when I was uh, outraged about you losing your position is that you were really bent over backwards and perhaps had you been made redundant and had to enter the workforce you could have done so at financial and personal gain um, but at a loss of something that's a labor of love for you so I mean it just made my I mean it made the fact that that decision was reversed even you know more impressive that that your desire was to continue there but you know what can you tell us as, as an ongoing employee of the club about what that experience was like for you because it isn't just about Arsenal. It's about the environment that we live in, and and how, you know, things are not necessarily always as secure as you would like them to be.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I think again we've got to look back in time a little bit. Uh, um, you know, once we dropped out of the Champions League, uh, I think there was an awareness around the club that budgets were going to be tight, um, and uh, obviously Ivan Gazidis was in charge then. Uh, and he said we can quite easily do two seasons in the Europa League uh, uh, without any problems, which, you know, is fair enough. Um, and, um, you know, I think at the time we all thought two seasons would be enough. Uh, we've, you know, obviously wrongly thought we would be back in the Champions League pretty soon, uh, but things didn't go to plan four years into the Europa League. uh there were a lot of people saying, look, we are overstaffed. Um, And, you know, it was quite obvious uh, that something would have to give. Um, And I think when it came down to it, it was a shock. Um, I think it was a Monday we got into, uh, we got called to a staff call at very short notice and, um, Uh, It was along the lines of, we are going to make redundancies. Uh, If you're in line for redundancy, you will receive a call tomorrow morning. And I remember coming out of that and thinking, I've got a feeling I'm under pressure here. Uh, And um, sure enough, 11 o'clock the next day, the uh, team's call.
0: You weren't weren't on a packed train when they called, were you?
1: No, not this time. I was sitting in my front room, unfortunately. Um, and uh, it and straight away, I, I knew. And um, obviously shocked, deeply shocked. And uh, I was asked at the time, you know, what are your thoughts? And, and I did say, I said, well, well, what do you expect me to say? It's like completely out of the blue. Um And they said, oh, well, you know, it's corporate speak, you know, we're looking to redevelop the the role and we feel we can share the role out uh, amongst people, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so literally that call lasted two minutes because I think it was quite clear that I wasn't overly impressed. Uh, And... um, they said, right, well, you know, you're going to the, uh, co- what they call the consultation period now. Um, again, yeah, something told, totally. new.
0: told me about that. It's, it's a foreign concept, but but yeah, yeah go, go on. That's
1: to... it. T- totally new to me. But, you know, they talk you through your benefits that you get and your redundancy package, blah, blah, blah. blah. But it also gives you an opportunity to um, make a case, I suppose. Um, so I, I went away and thought about it a little bit. Thank goodness and... for that. Yeah, which is quite unlike me thinking about things. Uh, And, uh, you know, so then I started just listing out exactly what I did because the the thing that triggered that was them saying, oh, we're looking to share the rollout. Um, So so I went – and I mean, the list was just – I mean, I I hate to say it. It's it's like four or five pages long. Um, And uh, so when we went into the consultation period – um they they said to me, right, now's your chance to talk about the role and why you think you shouldn't be made redundant. So I just went into about forty five minute monologue and I could see their faces and it was just like So and at the end of it I said but they, they so, didn't
0: understand the breadth of the things that you did. No uh, That part and, of and, the and, it,
1: Yeah, so and that and that's it, you know, they so to be fair to them uh, they went away uh they came back to me, and literally the first conversation I think it was the fourth or th- maybe even fifth meeting um they said mark we we just didn't understand and 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 that was backed up by you guys uh and everyone else uh which was very humbling um you know i I didn't instigate it at all. Um, no, I think no, I think no. it's you like a lot of did
0: not like. Hey, could you do me a favor? Uh, no, yeah, not so,
1: at all. Uh, you know, a lot of things that Arsenal get le- leaked out, and uh, the redundancies was obviously a big talking point. And I think there's somebody in the club, or maybe they're not in the club anymore. I don't know, but who just didn't agree with things, and, and um, so it was Thomas from Arsenal Denmark, mm-hmm. who again I would strongly suggest you should get on your podcast. He's a great guy. Um, and um, he 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 rang me, and he said, "Mark, what you know? What is all this? What is all this rubbish?" Uh, in a thick Danish accent, and um, he uh, he said to me, uh, and I said, "Well, look, Thomas, I can't say anything because I, I am in the consultation period. That is the limit of what I can say." Uh, and he said, "Right, I'm going to write. I'm going to write. Write to the club." He said, "Who who should I write to?" And I said, "Look." Again, I can't really say anything, but if it was down to me, you've got to go straight to the top uh, if you feel that strongly about it. And he said, right, leave it with me. And then that was on a Saturday. Uh, even by the Sunday, there was stuff coming through, right, you know. And, you know, I think it made a huge impact um, and, and, you know, it, it very, very humbling. Um, so going back to what you said about, you know, still wanting to carry on with the role. I think that inspired me all the more. I, feel, I see my my role is that, you know, I need to work even harder for the fans uh, because of what's going on and what has happened. Um, it's going to be an uphill task. Uh, you know, there, there's lots of things happening that we probably still don't agree with. But, um, you know, that's what I'm there for. I'm there to fight that corner. Um, and uh, you know, wh- whilst I can, I, I will do. And um, as I say, it was very, very humbling what y- you guys and and everyone else did. Um, yeah, you
0: know, I mean, and- the, 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 the 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 to to boil it down to financial and, re- and redundancies, um, you know, you you really have. And, and I'm not going to assign blame or, or or try to you know to cast aspersions on this. I mean, clearly a mistake was made in not recognizing that. <laughs> your position was not one that was in any way redundant and, and, and not the position, but your application of it. Um, The one thing a club cannot afford to do, especially a club with the arsenal way uh, is in a tough time for the club where, where relationships are at a, at a premium Uh, you know, the, the face-to-face person to person, visual in-person interaction is literally non-existent as a result of a global pandemic. Hmm. Uh, the last thing you want is to sever ties between people that are the, the, the lifeblood of your club, whether it's the, the local match day going fans, whether it's the, you know, people in the away scheme, whether it's the, the supporters in America and Asia and Africa and South America, um, you know, elsewhere in Europe, in Denmark, um, in Serbia. If you were watching the podcast earlier, you'll understand why I said that. Um, but um, and and it's it's a, that time you need those relationships to be either strong or growing, not just in, and 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 I just to, for them to think you know they, they it's amazing that they could have not recognized. And I don't want to belabor this point for them to not recognize how how individualized your role is in that. And, and, and again, I don't know you through Arsenal America. I I've met you through Arsenal America, but I don't know you in that capacity. I know you just from your help and and your, your assistance in, in introducing me to, to Lynn Cheney and, and, and to others in the club yeah. uh, to help the podcast and, and more importantly than the podcast, which is a, is a vanity project of mine, the, the charity, which is a passion project of mine. Uh, but um you know, I, I've just been able to tell that the, the relationship, and I know now Tiffany and David and and and, and Jeff and and Lori and all the uh, the people that that have relationships with you through the club, and I've seen through them how how important that 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 relationship is when the club come to visit the states or when they almost come to visit the states. Yeah, yeah, um, that's so disappointing. You know, it, it, it is a really intense relationship, and and having that personal contact rather than you know like a call center that that uh, this is a, you know, SLO department, how can we yeah. help you really, yeah. really makes a big difference. So, so what specifically in your role do you, you know, are you, uh, and I got, I, I talked to Amar a little bit about this, but like your role as a supporters liaison is largely with the supporters groups that are, you know, including the, the London group, but uh, you know, the supporters groups that are really all over the world. How involved are you, or are you not, in the day-to-day match-going kind of, you know, not not ticketing, but but supporters' experience, uh, because that, you know, that's obviously getting ready to change again soon.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm heavily involved. Uh, you know, uh, we we're in a constant state of of meetings. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know. Much about how our government has dealt with the, the COVID crisis, um, uh, without getting political. But it's been very um, changeable, uh, and the parameters are changing all the time. Uh, so it's been a, a non-stop um, roller coaster, really, of what we can do, what we can't do. Uh, you know, and I think there's still more to come from that, uh, especially as we get into winter um you know we 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 are going back to full capacity um we're not doing any checks at the moment um but it looks likely from about october the 1st that uh you will have to have a covid passport or proof of a, you know double jab um and things like that so you know it's been, it has been a very uh drawn out and um intensive process uh, over the last 18 months really and although you know I'm involved in on a daily basis uh my I take my hat off to people in stadium management and things like that um because you know the the hoops they've had to jump through um it, it's it's just madness absolute madness uh, and you know going back to what we were saying earlier we we're, we're a lot less staff now um So people are doubling up and things, you know, so uh, it's been very, very intense. Um, So I'll just be glad to get to Brentford tomorrow night um, uh, and actually see some football in a full stadium. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, you know, I think that's the positive now we've got to look to. Let's get on the pitch uh, and hopefully, um, you know, we can have a good season.
0: Yeah and 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 this is nothing to do with you but I I I'm hearing from a lot of my mates over there that uh that that uh there's no alcohol involved in the away section at Brentford tomorrow and that's a big problem for a lot of people but yeah. but you know I think a Friday night game everyone can have a good drink before they get
1: there um one thing I would say is that it's a new ground uh and it's a new ground for Brentford as well uh, and uh I think there's potential for chaos um <laughs> So, because everyone's not going to know where they're going. Uh, there's restrictions on where you can go and you can't go and what train stations you can go back from. And, you know, so hopefully people will read stuff. Uh, you know, I've put it out there and uh, the club are putting it out there on the website. So please, anyone who's listening, who's going, please read the stuff
0: um, and take note. And, uh, and, and 60,000 fans in the stadium uh, for, for Chelsea. That's, I mean, that's... That's just going to be. I, I have no idea what to expect. I mean, you know, God forbid we don't we don't get all three points against Brentford, and then we start off the game. So we concede the first goal against Chelsea. Like, I like guess the team. You know, I know match going fans don't don't tend to be the same as you know social media Arsenal, but um, but I mean, is there a, a I, I hope that the team is buoyed and the, uh, by by the support of the uh, of the fans. I I, I pray that the match going fans. You know, don't take out ultimately two years of frustration that they're very rationally, you know, entitled to feel on the pitch on the very first day. I mean, this team needs to remind, be reminded of the support of the of the supporters, not and not you know held yeah. to task for for past or or temporary uh, you know downfalls that's going on. But
1: um, yeah, I think it's an opportunity for a massive reset. Uh, as far as the support base is concerned, uh, you know, let's get rid of all that negativity there was at the end, uh, uh, you know, and now we've been without it for so long. Um, you know, let's get in there, have a laugh, um, get behind the team. We might not agree with everything that's gone on over the summer, um, but, you know, let's. It's the 11 players on the pitch are uh, the 11 players on the pitch we need to support them. Um, and, um, you know, I really, I really feel passionately about it that we, you know, we can play our part. Um, you know, we might not be the noisiest fans in the world, um, but, you know, we could definitely play a part. And we, when, the Emirates gets rocking, uh, you know, it is a place to be. Um, and it can be very, very loud. Um,
0: I, but that, I've, that, been but in, I, I've been in, in some, some pretty good environments in the Emirates. You know, unfortunately the, you know, it's not the, it's the exception rather than the rule, but the, you know, the game against Liverpool, the one one where Lacazette scored the yeah. the, the tying goal. I, I've heard that uh, the four two against Spurs was, was, uh, you know, incredible. And yeah, I, I yeah. mean, it, 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 it isn't the ground. It's, it's the people in the ground and we have the control over whether that, whether it's a great environment or not. So um, yeah. See, I, yeah. I, I, I certainly hope that that is the case. If you're in the, if you're in the chat, I'd love to get some questions. I mean, most of the people in the chat right now are uh are are on on your side of the pond, Mark. Um because uh because of the hour, the hour. Yeah. But uh so so more than likely to have some match going uh supporters or local supporters. If you got a question for Mark, please put it in the chat or or come on in with gooneropenmike.com. open Um so let's talk about Orlando. Um I have a perspective of, of, of Gooner get-togethers, and there's been three or four times in this, in this marathon that, that, that we've kind of come back to the same subject, but I can't say it enough. Um, the reason I go and travel to, for the Arsenal is 10 I mean, and, and maybe I'm a bit jaded and lucky because I've seen the Arsenal so many times in my adult life, both, both here and abroad. Um, it's 10% to watch the game, and ninety percent to be with the people. Um, you know, it, it, it helped that I had media credentials, and I was going to, you know, be able to get some behind the scenes access. And you know, the last time I had that, we ended up in a room interviewing Josh Kroenke. Um, you know, which which was unique. Uh, but the um, you know the real goal of that was going to be the the parties that happened, the the gatherings, the the tailgate, the pregame, the postgame, and and that's what I really look forward to. And frankly, the fundraising that I was going to be able to do as a result like we did in 2019. Now, we all saw it coming, but we didn't want to admit that it was going to happen, um, and on the Tuesday before the Sunday of the first game, the news finally broke um, through, through the media, not through the supporters' uh, channels, yep. uh, which was yep. an interesting one. Am I allowed to ask you that, like, why did – and I'm not blaming them at all, but why – why did the Chris Wheatleys and Charles Watts of the world know about this before the the, the team on the ground the, the advanced travel team in Orlando that was already there scouting out things like I guess hotel and and, and other things I mean that's a weird distribution I, I didn't I didn't plan to ask you that question, but
1: no I think it's a very fair question as well and uh, you know I think I can answer it by telling you that I learned about it from Tiffany. That's what I'm
0: saying. Like, like, like we were all in a group together saying like, I'm like Tiffany, David Ornstein just tweeted this out. Um, and she's like, I'm not saying it's not true, but I have not heard that. And in fact, I've heard that they, don't, you know, that the team on the ground there doesn't know it. And and frankly, Mark, Mark wasn't aware of it. I I understand that it developed very, very quickly. And I believe in the middle of a night, uh, some, you know, things were decided, but the order in which the information was disseminated was a bit strange to me. And it it tells me that the club still kind of has an affinity towards distributing information through the traditional print media. Um, you know, and, and I, I question that the wisdom of that, but I'll leave that there. Um, what was your experience like? Were you going to be in the traveling party that was heading over?
1: No, it was a very limited party. Uh, and also, you know, uh, mainly based around the COVID restrictions. They were keeping it to the the, the bubble of uh, London Colney, the training bubble. Um, so there were a few uh, marketing guys, etc., cetera, going. Um, but I, they'd made it very clear to me at an early stage there was going to be no supporter or interaction. Um, so in effect, uh, there was no reason for me to go. Not that I've ever gone on a tour before, anyway. Uh, the only one I was scheduled to go on was Australia, uh, but unfortunately, I was
0: taken really ill just before. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to get you to New Orleans. It, it, God forbid that 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 gets cancelled, but if it doesn't, you're coming to New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, you know, I've got that in my diary, Goonagra. I'm, you know, looking forward to that. Um, and uh, you know, I've got to speak to a few people about, you know, get getting getting out there for that, so I'm determined to be there for that one Your first um,
0: 94 pints are on me <laughs>
1: uh, But yeah, so it was um, it, I must admit I, I thought it was a bit strange that in the first place that uh, in, this, in these times uh, that we were going to go to America for, for such a short period of time as well and um, and um, you know, but you know, we we were almost there, weren't we? It's you know, such short notice. Uh, uh, I spoke to somebody the day before that was going, and how excited! And he said, "Oh, I'm just going off for my COVID test," and I didn't think anything of it. You know, just thought, "Oh, yeah, we're definitely going," and uh, it'd be great for you guys. Um, you know, and I, I was telling people, you know, to expect a big welcome. You're, you know, you you will be really shocked, uh, and uh, and pleased. Uh, and uh, then, as you say, you know, Tiffany uh, – I, I think it was uh, – might, it might have been a Sunday afternoon or something, and or and Tiffany sent me a message, and I was uh, like, what's
0: she talking about? It was, like, it was, know, it was uh, Tuesday, I think, that, that the news
1: well, – Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, know
0: it was due to travel on the Wednesday or the Thursday, yeah. I believe. I think it was the Wednesday, yeah. actually.
1: Because I was so, going to come
0: down a, a day early when I found out that the club was actually going to be there on Wednesday. Again – I thought maybe as media, I might have a chance to at least, you know, be on a zoom or something like that. I just, I wanted to get down there. And then I, and then that <laughs> happened. And I, I, I know, I know you, that you've got a hard stop where you've got to leave us coming up, but um, yeah. just, I, I did want to kind of find out a little bit about how that happened behind the scenes. Cause I was aware that you found out yeah. from us finding out from the press. Uh, so what I would say it
1: was, you know, another learning point. Uh, and the point has been made uh that surely uh not just me i'm not saying it's me i'm saying staff should have been informed before the
0: world's press i i would agree with that i think that uh is, is far too often overlooked uh we're gonna have a, a quick changeover because our next guest yeah. is here a little bit early and i want uh, mark i wanted you to be able to say hi to my friend lee hi uh, Lee. hey <laughs> how you doing lee, uh, we uh yeah we, i'm right do you know mark 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 Brindle is our uh, supporters liaison officer uh, from within Arsenal.
1: We and, have met um, in the
0: in the press lounge a few times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
1: I know the face, the beard, the beard. And, uh, yeah, be it.
0: The, the hardest <laughs> working man in in uh, in non show business. But uh, we were just talking about the Orlando uh, fiasco with with the with the team almost coming to Orlando. Um, I ended up just going down to Orlando anyway, and this is kind of where I wanted to finish this off. Mark is is by saying that. Um, as soon as the club pulled out, I know that, a you know, probably 50 to 60% of the people who were planning on going down there found a way if they could to get refunds on travel, the tickets were refunded, uh, or just changed it into a Disney world type of vacation. Yeah. But there's a hard, but the hardcore group of people who go to Gunagra, who go to, you know, to, uh, all of the cities when they come to the U S we went down there anyway, because we knew it would be a party. We called it no parte. We still party. Uh, I, I've got videos to show of, of of the time that we had down there. Still raised a great amount of money uh, for for Gunners versus Cancer while we were there. And you know, again, seeing you know, and I don't mean to pick on anybody, but 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 seeing Eddie Nketiah you know score two goals against uh, Million RSFC uh, would have been great, but it, it wasn't the reason I was going down to Orlando. And 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 so we still had fun. And that's what being a supporter of the club is like that's what you've helped to helped to foster through your help with the supporters clubs in america in in uh in in, in denmark as as you've said and in other areas and
1: But i, I think that, that that's the part thing of it you know I, as you know i'm long in the tooth from going going to arsenal but um <clears throat> Obviously, I always used to love the football and you know watching Lee. You know watching all these games and everything. But the thing for me and everyone really was the social side of it. It's a chance to go on a Saturday, three o'clock. I know that doesn't often happen now either. But oh, well, it will this year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know go and have a few beers and have a laugh. And I think a lot of the time now it's it's just too serious. Everyone's so serious in the ground and um, you know, it's, it's life or death. Everything is life or death. And um, I just think we've got to get back to having a bit, bit of a laugh, a bit of a crack. So I mean, look,
0: Ar- Arsenal's success. I mean, you know, not during Lee's career, of course, but Arsenal has had some peaks and valleys uh, just, you know, only peaks during our uh, Lee's career. But there were no tough times in the mid nineties, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, but the, uh yeah, you you really have i mean there are so many people and this is just a generational thing it's a social media thing it, it is unavoidable unfortunately but so many people whose fandom of arsenal consists specifically of results and solely of results and it's just unfortunate because y- you are missing the point if you don't get involved in 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 the 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 fan element of 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 that so um it- Mark, have you have you got a run, or do you have one more minute? Because we want to do a yeah,
1: right. I, I, I wanted to say something about that as well, because, uh, you know, uh, back in Lee's day, and that we were known as 1-0 to the Arsenal and all that stuff. As an away fan then, we even found that funny. In that <laughs> We'd go 1-0 up, and you know it was all over. Thank you, good night. And you could see the home fans getting more and more frustrated. And we just used to think it was hysterical. We could have gone back down the pub. And you know, but and it was just fun watching these people going berserk that they knew they weren't going to get anything out of the game. So you know, I think it's all about fun. One fun thing I would say. and then Mustafi
0: came along. What yeah? What have you got there,
1: Mike? So this this book was produced uh, for the seventy seventy one double celebrations, the fiftieth anniversary, Um, and there were seventy one of them produced. Right, so it's a very very limited edition. Um, I like where this is headed Right, okay, so I've got a spare copy here uh, And um, You know, if you want uh, You can put it up for the highest bidder um, And uh, I will Post it out once, you, once you've once you got that um, Yeah, as I say There are only 71 In the world, they've all gone out to the, the Players that were in the squad um, It's a fantastic book uh, And this is one thing we were working on and what a pleasure this was! It all photos from you know, uh, and so it went out to the squad. If they pass away, which a few unfortunately have, they're next to kin. It went to the, the referee uh, on the day. Has, um, Jill, has
0: Jill Armstrong got one?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. So you know they're all they're all there, uh, and it really is. They they gave a paperback version at the at the last program against Brighton uh with with the program but this is the hardback version and you're, you're more than welcome to take it for your uh charity Martha, fundraising. That, that,
0: is, that is phenomenal and and i mean you you, you continue to just uh, amaze and and, and 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 impress me with your generosity and and your help within the club um, I will absolutely find a way to maximize a don uh, the, the donation that we can get to is to issue birthday. 55 of 71 there you go cool. that's that, that's right. fantastic Mark thank you thank you right. thank you so much for that um, real quick I want to just I want to do a, a quick prize drawing uh, this is the, uh, the 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 eighth to last prize drawing it is the final Ruth Beck art are you guys aware of Ruth Beck? Uh, yeah Ruth Beck makes some incredible artwork and this one, is a real special one with Ian Wright and Dennis Burkamp, um, and uh, we're giving this away. We've been doing drawings all all throughout the 24 hours, and uh, <clears throat> and the winner uh, of this drawing, and then we'll let you go, Mark, because I know you've got a, a got something you need to move on to. Uh, the winner of the final Ruth Beck art drawing is Lee Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see oh i got to share the screen here hold on a second i'm glad you're doing all this technical stuff uh, I, you know yeah i've been up for like 94 straight hours and i'm and I'm trying to i'm pushing buttons here but uh the winner is steve manius uh now i so, you you weren't around earlier in the podcast but steve who made a very very generous i know company, that name yeah. You know, Steve, right? Yeah. Okay. Steve uh, made a very generous donation. Therefore he, he's got a very happy, he, he does not weigh 400 anything, uh, but, but he has 400 <laughs> tickets. We made a rule that the most things you could win were five and that are three things that you could win and that we would not have your third one be something you've already won. So we're actually going to pick another winner so that Steve can remain in the, in the, in the drawings for some of the, the incredible prizes we have coming up, so I am actually going to redraw here. Um, Just give it to Lee. <laughs> I think I've, I've, got, I've got that picture.
1: I think somewhere.
0: <laughs> Matt Judge. All right, Matt. Matt's in a WhatsApp group with me. Matt is a is, is a phenomenal guy, and and uh, apparently he weighs two uh, percent what, what Steve Manius weighs if you go by this big <laughs> thing. Uh, but Matt, you've you've won uh, the Ian Wright Dennis Burkamp picture. And, uh, and I'm thrilled. I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you you've won as soon as, uh, as soon as this is over. Um, if you're not watching already. So yes, thank you, Matt. And, uh, and thank you, Mark, uh, again, for your support, not just of the charity, but of Arsenal supporters worldwide. Um, I don't know what Tiffany and Lori and, and, and Jeff would do without you. I don't know what we would do without you. And, and I'm glad that we didn't have to face that reality. Um, I hope that they have to. This is going to sound weird to Lee, unless he was watching. But I hope they carry you out in a box, uh, <laughs> like, like you said that they were going to uh, carry. Well, you the weight I've put on in
1: lockdown—that it, it, might be the case. But, it um, might be a piano box, but
0: yeah, but yeah, right. that's it.
1: Yeah, okay, uh, so Mark. Yeah. Cheers. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mark, Enjoy the game Mark. tomorrow night, lads, and yeah, uh, Mark. Yeah, see you soon. Yeah, see oh, you soon.